Okay, I think I think we can begin. Um, so, hey everyone, uh, welcome to our server owner panel. Um, so today we have four amazing speakers who are also server owners or community managers of their respective servers. So I want to start by having you guys introduce yourself. So I think what you can share is maybe share what you currently do. Are you a student? Um, or what kind of job you have right now and what server you, you represent. And as a fun fact, feel free to share your favorite game. But let's start with Sky. Hello, my name is Skylar. I'm 19 years old, I'm an artist, and I'm a nursing student. I read a lot in my free time and I create content for various different brands and games. My favorite game is Animal Crossing. Thank you, Sky. I also I also really like Animal Crossing. Okay. Um next let's have Misa share share about herself. Hi everyone. Um I'm Misa. Um I am a psychology student and waiting to do my honors and masters year. I represent Misopop, um a gaming and hangout community. And also, my favorite game is Valorant and Animal Crossing. Yay, Animal Crossing. <laughs> okay, um, next, um, Leader Chi, do you want to share about yourself? Hello, uh, my name is Tyler. Um, I'm the, currently the community specialist for Corsair. I take care of Discord and Reddit, um, but I'm also the developer of a bot called Amari Bot. Um, and my favorite game is Valorant as well. Sorry, okay. no Animal Crossing this time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Mo, do you want to share with us um, about yourself? Hi, I'm Mo. I'm uh, 24 from the UK. Um, I, I'm a full stack web developer for a job, and then I, you know, I spend most of my time moderating and managing the programmers hangout, but I also do a bit of woodwork as a hobby. Uh, my favorite game, uh, I want to say Minecraft, but I think that's too cliches i'll go with city skylines <laughs> <laughs> okay thanks mo okay so we're gonna hop into uh, a couple of moderated questions and then we will go into the open q a um for the open q a you can um type all of your questions in your in the in the questions thread um that we linked in announcements um okay so we're gonna start off with can you tell us about how about how your community came about um let's start with mo again Sure. Um, so the original owner and creator wasn't looked around on Discord and just wasn't impressed with like what programming communities are out there. So he made his own in, I think it was 2016. Um, I joined a year later in 2017 and just worked my way up. Um, and then these days I'm, I'm run the server as kind of a collective of admins that just make decisions together, which works quite well. Amazing. Okay, thank you. Um, Misa, do you want to share about how Miso Pop came about? Yeah, so um, I was originally moderating for other servers, like other gaming servers for Animal Crossing as well. Um, I think that was right around the time where the pandemic started. Uh, I just gained a lot of experience there from how servers work and how to moderate behaviors in other servers. So then that was when I was inspired to start my own Animal Crossing server and community. And also, I guess like during that time, everyone was quarantined. So I had a lot more free time to hang out on Discord. And that's how I created the server. 
Thanks, Misa. Um, Tyler, I know I know yours is a little bit of a different situation, but feel free to share how it, it came about. <laughs> well, for, for ours, it was already made before me. Um, and kind of like it, it because it's due to work, uh, they just create a project for it. And usually they'll hand it out to like interns um, or anyone who's actually working at Corsair currently. So um, that's kind of how the server came about during this time. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Okay, um, finally, would, would you like to share with us how your community came about, Sky? Sure. Um, at the time when I made my server, I didn't really have anyone. I had a hard time making friends, and I felt like something was missing. Um, I had one person, and I would talk to them every day. I would tell them I felt like something was missing, and I told them I was considering making a server, and they encouraged me to do it. At first, uh, I wasn't sure what theme I wanted to go for or like what crowd of people I wanted to target, but slowly but surely it became a mental health community because I wanted to offer a place where people could speak freely without worrying about what people think about them because I couldn't find that. I didn't want anyone else to experience the type of loneliness like I did, and I believe everyone should have a warm and comforting place to go to when things are hard so that's how my community slowly started but now it's a social server yeah thank you sky that's a very enlightening story okay um i'm gonna pass this back to you sky again in a second but i wanted to ask for you what's what's the toughest part of being a server owner sorry um You get taken advantage of a lot. Um, sometimes it feels like people forget that you're a person and that owning a community takes a lot of energy and time and effort and money. And you can't just hire a staff team and then walk away and expect your team to like take care of it all. But at the same time, you're only one person and sometimes you find people like making excuses or avoiding the things that they volunteered to do. And it gets really demotivating, but what keeps me coming back and consistent and working hard is the community itself and the feedback I get. Thank you, Sky. That's, that's a very, very honest answer. And, and I, I can see how that can be really, really challenging. Um, okay, Mo, do you want to share with us what's the toughest part of, of managing a, a server? I think that there's many uh, hard parts, but I think the, the few of the main ones are dealing with like tricky people. Um, a lot of sensitive topics that come up maybe someone's not feeling too great and you have to kind of carefully handle that without making things worse um i think one of the biggest problems and issues is you get a lot of suggestions and i um yeah get a lot of suggestions thrown at you and you just kind of have to figure out which ones to ignore and which ones to actually listen and implement in in the best interests of your server yeah, yeah, of course. Filtering feedback is is always important, and and that that can be challenging. Okay, um, uh, Tyler, do you want to share with us like what is the hardest part of being a, a server owner or a, or a manager of the server? Yep. Um. So for me, like I think the hardest part really is like keeping everything flowing, um, making sure that like you're on top of everything. Events have uh, plans and just 
making sure moderators are around, um, keeping the server active, uh, just kind of like everything in my opinion. Um, and I think it's just like, it, it's definitely challenging. It's, it's a lot of work, but uh, once you kind of like get there, you, you, you're like, yeah, like this is a lot of fun, but it takes a little bit to get there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it, it is a consistent um, work. It, it's something that you don't just take a break on. It's it's not something you can take a vacation on. Your, your community is always running, so it's always very difficult. Um, okay, Misa, do you want to share your, your thoughts about this question? Um, yeah, actually, I kind of really agree with what Sky said. It's really hard to um, just be the only person that's there and really sometimes people really take you for granted and that you're the sole owner of the server and also i feel like professionalism is really um difficult as well sometimes i feel like you need to really find a balance between having fun and being professional uh also i guess you have to be um doing you have to play a part in every part of the survey, you know, whether it's uh, doing like moderating or events, you, you have a part in all of that. And so sometimes I guess it leads to burnout from doing so much work for your server and also making sure that your staff members are around even when you, when you aren't. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, thank you, Misa. Okay, we're going to hop into the next question. So the next question is, what are some methods you've tried to boost your members' engagement in your server? What works well and what work doesn't work well in your in your community? Let's start with Lirichi. Um, So one thing that we did try and worked really well, uh, this is kind of like... It's harder to do with smaller servers, especially if you can't give out prizes or anything. Um, but basically, we added a level bot to the Corsair server. And then depending on what tier you got, we were able to hand out swag. Like it could be like, you know, lanyards and stuff like that. Um, but like I said, it's definitely not as easy to do that for like if you're starting a server or anything like that. Um, but it, it's definitely one of the the kind of like fun things uh, that you can do. Um and you always get like those people who are just want to spam and spam and just like level up as fast as you can. And uh, yeah, you definitely have to uh, make sure that that doesn't happen uh, that much as well. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's one thing that we did on the Corsair server. Thank you, Tyler. Okay, let's go back to Misa. Um, what are some methods you've tried to boost your members' engagement, and what works well and what doesn't? Um. I think I've probably tried everything really. Um, my server is the smallest here, and I've really done like giveaways using um, my own money. I've done promotion on social media platforms like Instagram and Twitter. And I think what worked the best for me was being was having affiliations with other similar servers like other Animal Crossing or gaming servers, and also um, I think listing sites, just like TopGG, uh, also kind of worked for me as well. Yep, that's all. Thanks, Misa. Okay, um, Sky, I'm going to pass pass it to you for, for this. Sure. Um, I've tried giveaways, events, invite rewards, a chat revival ping. I've tried pretty much anything that you can think of. 
And I find that um, events and chat revivals work the best since you can only pay so much money for giveaways for a temporary outcome. And, you know, people like Nitro and stuff, but, like, it only keeps them around for a certain extent. And you can't keep paying money for certain people to stay, but not really. And what also helps is having a good bond between the community and your staff team. I find that an active and enthusiastic staff team keeps an active server. Yeah, yeah, that actually makes makes a lot of sense. Okay, um, I'm Limbo. Do you have any anything to add about this? Yeah, so I mean, we've paid for advertising on Discord list, listing servers before. Uh, it's a huge help in the start, just to get your name kind of out there. Um, you know, we've got we've got a website, a subreddit, a listing on TopGG, and they all, you just got to kind of push your name out there as much as you can and start, but without without being too pushy. Um, Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you, Mo. Okay, um, so the next question I have is a little bit about the rules in your server. So when you define the rules of your server, how do you kind of go about writing these set of rules and what reflects your server's values? And how do you find the balance in sharing guidelines internally, like for your staff team versus externally for, for your members? I, I know this is a long question, so if you feel free to let me know if, if you want me to repeat it. Um, let's start with Misa. Well, um, the most important to me was laying down, I guess, any general common sense rules, uh, no controversial topics or politics, whatever. And I think basic politeness and manners um, from members is a really important part for me. I, I just want um, basic respect among friends. And um, my server was meant to be a, um, a server for anyone above. 13. So another rule was just no inappropriate content. We don't want anyone, the general consensus is that we don't want anyone feeling uncomfortable in the server. And in general, for internal uh, guidelines for staff, um, staff members have to follow the same set of rules. And on top of that, I really push them to be the best room model that they can be so that we can uphold the server's image and make members feel more welcome. I also trust them to have good judgment when it comes to giving out warnings or punishments, even if I'm not around to see what happened. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Misa. That's very, very in-depth. Okay, um, uh, Tyler, do you want to um, weigh in about this question? Oh, of course. Uh, so for our server, we kind of looked at like, what is it about? Um, who is the age group that it's kind of like targeted to? Um, and from there, we kind of like define the rules where it's like, you know, like, okay, how, how strict do we want to be, but how much do we want to let loose? Um, so finding a good balance between the two is probably one of the hardest things to do. Um, at one point, we went too strict. And a lot of people hated it. Uh, so like it was one of those things where it's like you have to make sure that your community is happy with it as well. Um, and then also for the sharing it externally to uh, internally. So usually we have the same rule sets for the moderators as well, but they are held to, I guess, like more, more of a higher standard. Um, as Misa said, like a role model basically for everyone else within the server. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, Mo, do you want to share about, about what you think about this? Sure. I mean, um, 
when you, when you define rules for your server, you've, you've got to uh, you've got to pick a, va a value that you want your server to stick to the whole time. I think you've got to know which direction you want your server to be in. Um, you have to kind of evolve those rules over time. Um, but as long as you keep that same core value, it's it's fine. Like I think adapting adapting the rules is is supposed to happen. Um, when we change the rules, we uh, discuss it with a pretty large staff team that's just got a wide variety of all different types of people, which I think it helps make a balance of you're not going to make everyone happy, but you know it's it's fair. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Okay, um, I'm going to pass it to Sky now uh, for, for you to share your thoughts about this. Sure. Um, I base my rules off of what I would look for as a casual member of any server. Um, I wanted positive and engaging conversations and a spot where I wouldn't become uncomfortable from the things that people were talking about around me. Um, I kept in mind what would cause me to leave servers and why it made me leave. So, like... If people were talking about politics or something unsettling, it would probably make me leave the server and go look for another one. Um, and I base my rules off of my values because my server's rules reflect my values as a person. My guidelines for my staff team aren't too different from the set of um, values I present to my community. I expect them to follow the same set of rules etc and i mostly just make sure they know how to handle like bad situations and what i expect from them and how i expect them to like present themselves to my community i didn't want to write something like too overwhelming but also something that lacks detail and is too vague i think it's really hard to reach a good balance between too much and not enough and i'm still i still find myself looking for that balance every now and then Thank you, Sky. Okay, I'm gonna ask the next question. So, Sky, I'm really, really curious about this. So, as as your server has grown, how have you recruited moderators, and what kind of challenges did this recruitment process present? What do you usually look for when, you know, recruiting staff? Um. Well, first, I created a form with like basic questions, like questions, uh your name, your time zone, etc. And then I put some questions based on like experience and then personal questions to get to know the person better. I look for um, genuine people more than I look for previous experience because I find that you could teach a good and truthful person the way things work, whereas you can't change somebody who doesn't have good intentions. So at first I'd get like a lot of crappy <laughs> applications or like people who didn't really care or sometimes I would get applications where someone really tried but when I read them it felt like there was no emotion or enthusiasm in those responses it felt very robotic and I wasn't getting like a feel of how the person was um and it was hard like when I was accepting applicants uh it was hard to separate personal feelings from my professional feelings at first because you can have somebody that you care about apply to become a staff member, and there's obviously some bias there in the first place, but they could do a really bad job on their application or not know what they're talking about. And I find that it's completely not fair to those who deserve the spot, but then have it taken by somebody who just wants into your staff team to talk to you more. So I try to keep my, I try to keep bias away, even if the person is my friend and they're applying or like I really care about them, and I look for good people. 
rather than experience. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Sky. I think that's really, really important when you're looking for staff. Okay, um, Mo, do you want to weigh in on, on how you recruit mods and staff? Sure, yeah. Um, so we always have applications open, but we we kind of go through in phases. We go in like rounds of onboarding people. Um, we do restrict those applications to what we call active users, which are just people that have been around for, you know, they've been around for a week, they've been chatting, talking. Um, I think at that point, you kind of, you kind of know them as a person, not just from their moderator applications. You can get a good feel as to like how they interact with people, how they respond to different different challenges they might come up with. Um, I think it's also a good idea to not necessarily just select people that you agree with, because sometimes you need that you need that person to disagree with you because you're not always correct. Um, yeah, I think the the you need to get a variety of people and just just uh, let them let them roll in. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Mo. Um, uh, Tyler, do you want to share how you guys recruit staff? Yep. Uh, so basically, a lot of times we look at our members who are really active. Um, we do open up a moderator application sometimes, but a lot of the times we complete our recruiting through finding like really active members that really love the community, um, that like to be a part of it, and kind of ask them if they would like to join in as a moderator on the team. Um, and then obviously they go through like an onboarding process uh, and and all that uh, kind of like quote unquote training, um, but yeah like uh honestly we find that finding members within the community that are outstanding is always a really good way to do it yeah yeah i've noticed a lot of a lot of large servers doing that okay um misa do you have any any thoughts about this yeah so um we'll do the the usual application forms for anyone who wants to become a moderator in the server and also after that, if they are shortlisted, uh, we used to do this short trial where we would see how applicants respond under difficult situations, like how they would handle a, a member that's being difficult, for example. Um, so far, I haven't had any problems with this recruitment process. And usually if they don't do as well as expected, we always allow them to reapply in the future. And I tend to look for slightly older moderators just because it's easier for me to communicate and kind of be on the same level as them. Uh, I also tend to observe how members behave in the server, especially the more active ones. So that definitely gives me an idea of how they'll be like as a staff member as well. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Um... Uh, okay, so my next question is, how do you typically measure the analytics of your server? What do you think is the secret ingredient to your server's growth? Um, uh, Tyler, do you want to start us off? Uh, sure. So um, for analytics, we use actually a bot called StatBot. Um, so in that, we are able to kind of like... Um, view like you know how many messages that are sent like weekly monthly daily that kind of thing um i find the discord analytics that are 
within discord itself they're kind of delayed by i think it's like one or two weeks i'm not 100 percent sure what it is um so if you're looking for something like hey like how did this event go or anything like that um you're not able to pull those statistics until later on uh in the month so it's kind of like ah oh, we need to find out like right away so highly recommend that for any stats um as for getting people to join we do a lot of giveaways um and post on our other socials so it's a little bit easier for us to kind of like hey come check out the corsair discord because we have had like so many social channels to utilize and be able to bring people in from yeah thanks tyler okay um misa how do you typically measure analytics in your server and what is the secret ingredient to your server's growth um i also use um stat actually but after over time i actually stopped looking at the analytics of my server i think this is a more personal thing because i used to always look at how my server is growing but sometimes i feel like it puts me down um for example this month my server doesn't have that many people um joining or being active i think i get a bit unmotivated to keep the server around you know so um, what I'm working on is actually focusing on the server itself, like how I can improve it and listening to suggestions from my members. And for server's growth, I feel like um, the partnerships and also interacting with people outside of your server will really help because it kind of expands your circle. And making sure my moderators keep the members engaged in the server is really important because it makes them feel comfortable and they'll be more likely to stay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think whilst analytics is is uh is helpful, sometimes it can also be be bad as well when you're looking too much into it. It's only one part of your server that then again. So okay. Um Sky, do you want to share how how you typically do this? Um, I'm really with Mesa on this one. I try to not look at my server insights too much because it really discourages me um sometimes we're not able to like meet the bar and it gets really demotivating but i try to not pay attention to that and i find that um staff interaction between your community is very important um it's also really important for you as a community owner to stay engaged with your community so you know what your audience is like and what to expect from new groups of people that come by um, if you're out of touch with your community as a server owner, then there can be like consequences from it. People will leave because they feel like you don't care or they're just in any other server where owners are just making it for, I don't know, like for fun, I guess. Okay. Um, finally, Mo, do you want to share your thoughts about this? Sure. Yeah. Um, we, we don't really use discord insights. I mean, it's, it's helpful to see there and look if you want, but it's, I, I, I say, I agree with um, Misa and Sky that they're just kind of distracting for the most part. Um, but I think the main parts with, with server growth aren't so much who's running the server, it's kind of the community that are in the server. You know, we've got, we've got like hundreds or thousands of people who just help complete strangers on a daily basis. They donate portions of their time for, for free and those people the community are the ones that make the server a good server um 
I always say, like a little metaphor is that owners and admins are just there to steer the ship and keep it on course, but the the community are the ship. Yeah, I think I think that's a wonderful wonderful metaphor. I do think that um, the community is is the heart of it, and so sometimes analytics aren't aren't the most helpful. Okay, um, I now have some specific questions for each of you guys. So I'm going to ask one question for for each of you guys, and then we're going to be opening um, it to to the open Q and A in the in the thread. So if you have any questions, feel free to drop it in the thread. Um, okay, Mo, this is a question for you. Mo, it's it's tri trivial for people to often find that programming communities are very harsh and unhelpful. How do you find a good balance between spoon feeding new developers versus throwing developers to Google to f to figure it out themselves? How does this affect moderations in 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 your search? Sure, yeah. Um, so I I have an issue with Stack Overflow for the exact reason there. You know, it's it's just very dehumanizing in a place that makes you afraid to ask a question. Um, we try to avoid blatant spoon feeding, but it's a tricky problem to solve, really. Um, when someone joins, posts a question and says, help, you can you can tell they've not really put a huge amount of effort in. But if someone joins and says, you know, um, I've tried this, this is what's happening, how can I solve this? They, it kind of, you can tell they've put a bit more effort in and they just need a bit of a nudge. Um, so I think that it's a tricky a tricky um, balance you've got to find there. Um, in terms of uh, effective moderation, sometimes you can people that just want help can get quite snappy and feel a bit perhaps entitled. Um, it can quickly turn into like arguments and stuff. So you need to staff need to be on top of it to uh, help diffuse when that does happen. Thank you for, for, for the very thoughtful answer. Okay, um, for uh, this is a question for you, Sky. So I know that Sky was first and foremost a mental health server in the past, and over time it has sort of evolved to, to a social um, uh, community. But how is it moderating a mental health community versus a more sociable community? What kind of challenges did you face? Um, keeping track of a mental health community was really tough. It was really, it could become very hard sometimes. It was really rewarding, but it can get extremely like exhausting and draining because if you're too soft, it can be taken as an insult. If you're too blunt, it can also be taken as an insult. And the goal is to help, but sometimes you just can't help people who don't really want the help. Sure, I could help like a bunch of people with their mental health struggles, uh, but it was hurting my staff team to a certain extent. It would tire them out. They would question their judgment uh, because they don't want to say the wrong thing and ruin, ruin the reputation of the team and the server. It was stressful and rewarding, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just a person. Like, I'm not a professional, and as much as I want to help people, I can't offer professional services because I just don't, like, I'm a kid, you know? Like, I don't, I was a kid at the time. Like, I don't, I don't have the experience that professionals do. And um, it's a lot easier to maintain a social commu community because you have the opportunity to attract multiple different types of crowds, whereas mental health alone, you can actually drive certain people away from the soft and sugary nature of a mental health server. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you for sharing, Sky. Okay. 
Um, this is a question for you, Tyler. So Tyler, I know you are the community specialist of a very gaming adjacent company and the way Corsair has to kind of brand and structure its community is very, very different from like a typical, like, uh, like a community server. So how do you do this so successfully? So internally, we have our own brand guidelines that we do have to follow. Um, a lot of the times it's a lot of posts that are kind of like, hey, like, where can we post these things? Um, and a lot of times it's like, okay, like we can post this on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Discord as well. Um, so kind of like it, it falls into line with that where uh, we have a lot of our um, like images created uh, and they honestly, sorry, they have to follow their own kind of like brand guidelines. So we, it, it's 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 definitely very different, um, but it's, it's interesting to see that uh, from from a different perspective of like, hey, we can kind of like do anything we want versus we have to make sure that we follow, you know, brand guidelines that we have internally, um, as well as making sure that the community is happy to uh, like with everything that we're doing. And we can't just be like, hey, like we're going to shill, we're going to shill. It has to be more about community versus, hey, we're selling products, right? Um, so we try to keep it like, you know, a tight knit community where we want everyone to be inclusive and it's it's just like a fun place to be at, right? Thank you. Okay, um, so finally, I have a question for you, Misa. So Misa, your server is an adorable community relating to several games, such as Animal Crossing, Genshin, etc. As, as a community that's mostly for socializing, it can be very difficult to grow an active and, and, and you know, healthy community. How are you able to create such a unique and a tight-knit server? Um, I think that the most important thing for me was creating a good atmosphere as that the owner of the server. Um, many people look at server owners as someone who just has the title and you know the ownership of the community. So during the first few months when I created Misopop, uh, I welcomed all my members like almost individually. And I also tried to start conversations with them in chat so that they could form a relationship with me and also the, the staff that worked for me at that time. I believe that was the real key to creating such a tight-knit community because slowly everyone was becoming friends with each other even if um, they were no longer playing the game that was in my server, you know? Um, as Animal Crossing has kind of died down a little over the years, um, people still stay because that's where the server is where they made um, such good friends. Yeah. Thank you, Misa. Okay, um, we're going to hop into the, the questions shared in the thread. So if you have any other questions, feel free to just pop in the thread. So so the first question we have is, is from the dev. What is the best, what is your best tips to keep a, a server alive and fun to be at? Um, so you don't have to each answer this question. So feel free to jump in if you have, have an answer to this question. You want to jump in, I suppose. I, I, I guess. I, I guess um, one way to make it fun is uh, you need to have like extracurricular things. So, say if you're focused on, for example, we're focused on programming. Don't just have programming. Have like a Minecraft server or something. Just something that lets people relax outside of their their general purpose. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, anyone else want to share about this? Oh uh, yeah, I can definitely add to that. Um, yeah. having planned events that are kind of like weekly, bi-weekly, or even monthly is definitely a good way to get your community involved in just events that they want to actually participate in like if they know that there's going to be an event that's going to be happening on tuesday or something then they know like hey like I'm, i gotta be around for tuesday and they'll definitely be joining in on that day oh yeah Re recurring uh, and scheduled events are a very very good idea okay um misa sky do you have anything else to add about this no uh, not really no but thank you <laughs> Okay. Okay. So the que the next question we have from from Ken Kaneki is how can you grow a server if you have no money or don't have anything to give away? Um, very very interesting question. And anyone want to weigh in on this? Sure. Um, originally, I personally didn't start with money because obviously I didn't have a job and I didn't know like. I didn't know how to start a server, but um, I found that like partnerships and uh, inviting like your friends and just people that you know to your community and keeping your engagement with your community is what will really help it grow. I wouldn't so much try to like pump ads into your server because they only work so much. And sometimes like you can buy advertisements from people who are not reliable and all the members that you gain, you'll just eventually lose. And it's a bunch of lost money. So I would just focus on like events, community engagement, and um, having a good staff team. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, anyone want to add about this? Um, I can kind of add to this as well. Um, so basically, if you're doing giveaways and stuff like that, a lot of times people just join in for the giveaways and don't actually contribute much to the community other than kind of like waiting for the giveaways. Um, so in in doing that, it, it kind of like puts you in a, a weird position where it's like, okay, like we may have all these members, but only a, a few amount of them will kind of like show up to events that are, that are run and stuff like that. Um, but so giveaways are, are good, but it's also misleading in a certain way uh if you run events with giveaways um but if you do events with no giveaways it's one of those things where it's like you actually see the people who enjoy the server and want to kind of like come in and make friends do a lot of fun things that kind of stuff yeah yeah thank you tyler um anyone want to add to add to this a bit more or okay i'm gonna i'm gonna move into the next question so this question is from I'm um, sorry if, if I say your name wrong, but uh, Quentin, I think. Um, how do you typically keep your voice channels active? We actually um, have fairly inactive voice channels. I don't know if that's like a, a programming thing where people are shy or something, but I think when you're trying to keep it active, it's maybe has more of a downside because it's, it's it feels more natural. You just got to kind of, if people want to use a voice chat, they can, but there's no no pressure to use it. Yeah, yeah, that's completely valid. Um, any other thoughts on this? <laughs> I find it very hard to get people to join voice calls, um, especially when I'm like hosting events. Not everyone wants to like join a voice call with, let's say, like twenty other people because they're shy or like they may have like social anxiety or something but um i try not to focus on that like voice activity 
so much as I do uh, like lounge and chat activity because people are more likely to type in a chat than they are to show up in a voice channel and speak. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's completely valid. Um, any Anything else you'd like to add? Um, one thing I, I can add is a lot of times having people in the voice chat, like having moderators chilling in voice chats as well, playing games, just streaming it, um, is a good way to get people in there as well. Cause people are interested, like it, people are curious people. So they might just pop in and be like, you know, hello, or they might lurk, just kind of like watch a stream, uh, that kind of thing. But if you have moderators or any staff kind of like just in there, a lot of times people just join. Yeah. Yeah. That that's true. Okay, I'm gonna go to the next question. So I think Geeky and Brian asked asked this question, but how do you avoid fatigue and burnout from being a server owner? Do you ever lose motivation? Um, anyone want to weigh in on this question? I think it's pretty normal to feel demotivated sometimes. It just kind of comes with the territory. But I think one way to manage that and kind of feel mental health as well is just take breaks. Just you know, your server's gonna manage without you. You don't. You don't have to be there. Just as long as you've got a, a staff team there, just have a day off, have a week off. You know, it'll be there when you get back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> I think also having a, a healthy work balance lifestyle is also really good. Uh, so don't spend like 24 seven on discord. Um, get away from the computer for a while, uh, play some games. Um, you can even do some cooking or like anything like that. Drinking coffee in the morning, you know, that kind of stuff. Those, those relaxation, those relaxation breaks are kind of like what helps me um, keep motivated as well. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go to the next question. So from Quentin again, have you ever tried to get partnered with Discord? Why or why didn't you get it? Um, I, I know Ty Tyler's server is, is partnered, so maybe not the most most um, applicable here, but have you have the other um, others gotten like or tried to get partnered? Yeah, we were partnered. Um probably like three or four years ago, but they uh, they changed the partnership terms and conditions or something, and we uh, just revoked it because we didn't kind of feel like that would fit our server. Um, but since then, we've they've seems to have changed the terms and conditions, so we're trying to get back in, but they've got this, like, um, you have to meet this 20% threshold to get partnership these days, which seems a bit a bit of a high bar on some, some servers, um, but we're at that stage now. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's like the the server retention. Yeah, it's it's yeah, that's the one. Yeah. As as a as a server as a partner, like a server a partnered server owner, it's it's always like one of the the most annoying um, statistics you have to meet. Um, okay, anyone else wanted to talk about um, partnering? <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go to the next question. Um, so this question is from Twisted Code. Running a large community must be very, very stressful. Was there ever a time where you felt like throwing in the towel? Um, I'm assuming for this it's like uh, like actually wanting to, to delete your server or just um, kind of make let it die or, or, or something like that. I suppose it's kind of similar to the other question. Um, I think there's been times where you feel like just giving up, but... I think having breaks again helps. Um, 
also like just spicing up your server you know add add a few new staff members that have different opinions add new events and stuff just make it different all the time yeah yeah for sure um anyone else want to add um yeah um i think there, there were many occasions where i felt like you know this is it i'm just gonna delete this server and be done um but usually i like what um, mo said i just took a break just tell my staff members like hey you're not gonna see me for a while i i just like want to take a break from all this for a while and then i'll come back a week later and i'll be more I usually find myself way motivated, way more motivated to do new stuff on my server. So yeah. Yeah, thank you, Misa. Okay, I'm gonna go to the next question. So this question is from Ken Kaneki. Um, how can you grow your server if you don't have social media, or if you do have social media but promoting your server there doesn't seem to work? For example, for me, I created a Facebook group which has 4K members and it's Discord related, but when I advertise my server in my group, no one joins or seem to care. Why do people leave the server as soon as they join without giving the server a chance or at least seeing what the server is about? Very, very interesting question here. Uh, anyone wanna uh, weigh in about this? I can probably add some two cents to that. Um, so advertising your server on a different platform uh throwing out the link sometimes you'll get like maybe like depending on how many people click it like if 10 people click it how many people are gonna stay right um but usually you have to give an incentive for why they need to stay in the server so if people don't find that really quickly it they leave usually um so incentive could be like anything where it's like you know events it could be giveaways it could be um just the people in the server or even the community itself uh so you really got to find that uh to kind of like help out with your growth when advertising it as well yeah yeah for sure okay uh anyone else want to share share about this okay thank you okay so from game time what is the best way to advertise your server is it through a website specifically related to your server's theme or TikTok or Twitter. I feel like we already touched this um, several times, but um, <laughs> feel free to uh, go into a little bit deeper. I think um, I don't think TikTok and Twitter is a great way to advertise because you'll find a lot of people use TikTok but don't use Discord. And if you throw like a Discord invite out there, how many people are realistically going to click it? I think the the best way is to advertise on on like top gg where you can people are looking for a server to join because you're filling their needs rather than just throwing a random server invite out there yeah yeah oh. fantastic oh yeah another, go ahead sorry another another thing if you don't already have it active just using discord's discovery uh you can add your server into that usually uh and sometimes that'll bring people in as well yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um uh from Quentin, what's next for your community? What are your plans for the future? I wish I knew the answer to that one. <laughs> <laughs> no no answers. I guess, um, I guess just keep things fresh and just keep things evolving. 
Okay. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was just trying to think. Um, Discord comes out with a lot of updates, so I guess finding new ways to kind of like incorporate that with your community is a is a, I guess one of those things where it's like, hey, like, okay, how do we incorporate threads? Um, how can we make it fun to use that kind of thing, right? Uh, so I know like that's it's not just ending there. There's going to be a lot more things. So it's like, hey, like, how can we utilize what Discord gives us? Um, so that's definitely for one for us for whatever we can do in the future. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Okay, um, from from uh, Jalby or, or Galby, sorry if I'm butchering your name there. How hard is it to get active staff? I, I guess part of this could also be like, how do you keep your staff active? I think a, a good way to kind of go about this is don't make people staff and then expect them to be active. You want them to be active first and then be made staff. Um, and then, you know, staff are just members of the server too, really. They just have added responsibilities. Um, but in terms of keeping them as staff, we don't really mind. You know, if people want to leave for a few weeks, they want to leave for a month, they just want to retire from staff completely, then, you know, it's, it's about the freedom to do that that kind of helps them, helps, I guess, the mental health of the, the staff as a whole. Yeah, for sure. Break, breaks are very important as well. and. Um, I do think it's important to hire staff that are already already active. Okay, um, so so the next question I have here is is quite interesting. So from it's from Harry. In many servers, the staff get involved in server drama and avoid taking the appropriate actions until they end up losing their cool. How do you vet or find staff members who can handle drama properly? So to add on to this, um, I'd probably say you'd, you'd want to look for the people who can separate their feelings in the first place um, because they do have added responsibilities. Uh, finding people that are that that's one kind of like hard thing about finding people within the community to become moderators is you notice that it would be harder for them to, you know, for to, to kind of like, hey, if someone does something and they usually talk to them a lot or they're their friends, um, there is a little bit of bias to it. So you have to determine who would be good at kind of like separating their feelings from uh, what they what they should be doing. Um, and it's I, I would say that's definitely a tough one. Um, but finding staff members who can do that is definitely one of the best things that you can do. Fantastic. Um, anyone want to add, add to this? Yeah, um, I personally have a rule in my guidelines where it says absolutely no drama. If anyone is found like spreading rumors or like just saying stuff, we just demote them or we have a talk with them and explain to them like why it wouldn't be healthy for the server and our reputation. Like people, people will spread rumors, people will quit on you. Uh, you can't always please everyone, and it's really hard to it's really hard to find people who uh who are mature enough to not start drama over like one little thing, and that's why I, in my applications, I look for genuine and truthful people rather than experience. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Sky. Um. Okay, I'm gonna go to the next question. So this. Uh, this question is is a little bit <laughs> bit heavy. So um, this is from Lemon Drops. How do you handle? Do you, how do you and your staff team deal with sensitive topics like people talking about death, death, 
cancer, um, assault, etc. Um, obviously, these people might be seeking for comfort or uh, kind of um, mental health support, but these topics can also be very triggering for other people and make other members uncomfortable uncomfortable. How do you step in and kind of ask them to move the conversation elsewhere? Do you keep it there or do you move it to DMs or how do you guys typically handle this? Um, so within Corsair, we actually kind of have a policy, well, not a, a rule basically saying like, hey, like, let's not talk about anything triggering. Um, but at the same time is if someone does come in like that we do have a backup plan uh usually we have a command where like we can send a message to the user and be like hey there like you know if you need any help with anything uh here's like a couple of websites some resources and stuff like that i know we've had to use it a couple times but not too much lately uh which is really nice to see um but we kind of have like uh the way we kind of like divert is like uh, we'll, we'll do it like nicely, but then also kind of like shift it to another topic at the same time, just so it doesn't feel like the user doesn't feel like they're just being ignored. Um, but we try to include them in the, the new topic as well. Yeah, fantastic answer, Tyler. Um, anyone want to add to that? Yeah, um, so I think uh, sometimes you get the urge to like pull them into a mod mail and just have a chat with them. But I think sometimes that could come off a bit insensitive depending on which side of the topic they're coming from. Um, so I usually just get people to ping me and I'll DM them and just go through and talk to them about, you know, they, usually they just want someone to talk to and just let them understand from your their point of view. Um, and if you just have some like resources on hand and just put, get them pointed in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Um, any Any other additional comments on this question? Yeah. Um, even though we used to be a mental health server, we still keep the resources that we use, and, um, we have a, we still have, like, a little mental health section of the server, but it's not, like, focused around it. Um, we have a venting channel, and usually we encourage those people to, like, move to that channel, or some of our staff members will reach out to that person individually and just see if they need anything, and we try to, like... We try to make bonds with like people that way, and um, we don't want people to just feel like they're ignored. So we encourage them to just either move to venting or talk to one of us. Yeah, yeah, amazing, Sky. Okay, uh, I'm gonna hop into the the next question. Um, so this one is from Estrella. So they were curious about what do you enjoy about managing your community and what makes you excited to continue to help it grow and flourish? Honestly, I'm going to say the members. Uh, I've met a lot of really nice people uh, just through any servers, really, uh, and especially managing a server. It's really nice to see members and seeing them interact with everyone, sticking around, uh, seeing who's active. It's just it's one of those things where it's like, wow, like, you know, like, we we made this we we did this together and it's uh it's a lot of fun yeah thank you tyler um anyone want to weigh in on this yeah we we get a lot of people that join our server wanting to learn how to program and they know nothing at all and then you know a year later they drop a message saying oh, i just wanted to say thanks i got my first job as a, a software developer and that's like it's just so heartwarming that like complete strangers on the internet have helped this person just get on with life and get a job and something they enjoy, hopefully. 
Yeah, thank you. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask, ask one more question before we start to wrap up. So, uh, so this one is from Lemon Drop. Um, so they wanted to ask, what was your first I did it moment? The one, the, the, the first moment where you truly felt overwhelmingly, you know, proud of your server and where you were like, okay, I made it. And you felt that like people really loved the community, et cetera. What was the cause to, to this situation? Um, I think I think everyone could probably could probably answer this question. Uh, Sky, do you want to start us off? Oh, so sorry, Sky, could you hear me? Sorry, um, one of my parents just came home. I had to deal with that. <laughs> um, you said advice, correct? Um, no, no, I was asking. I was asking, what was your big I did it moment where you truly felt overwhelmingly proud of your server when you were glad you made it, that you genuinely felt that everyone loved your community, etc.? And what was the cause of this? Um, I wouldn't say when I hit like a certain member count, but when I found that more people than usual were talking in like our conversational channels and i feel like when you see new members actively engaging with like longtime members it's a really good feeling because we always want to make new people feel like welcome and stuff and um it's hard to get new people to talk there was a point in my server where we would have a lot like a ton of new members like talking and engaging and stuff and you don't always get that like you not everyone will come in and immediately start talking and interacting with like old time members or like your staff team. And I wouldn't say there was like a certain specific moment where I was like, wow, I'm really proud of myself. Uh, it's mostly just like good feelings whenever new members engage with your server. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Misa, do you wanna share about this? Um, well, I guess my big I did it moment is right now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my server may not be really big, so having this opportunity is really something I appreciate a lot. And I guess a point where I felt really grateful for having, like, for making my server was because originally it was an Animal Crossing server. It was just for that game only and so um last year when i kind of announced that i'm not going to make i'm not going to continue having this server be a animal crossing server anymore you know i'm gonna transition it into something else like include other games and make it more like a hangout community and actually all my members were super supportive and telling me that you know it's okay even though you don't want to have Animal Crossing here anymore. We will still be here for you. I think that was really like, it was really heartwarming for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Okay, um, Tyler? Um, actually, one of one of the moments actually happened before I even uh, had the server kind of like under my management. Um, it, it, it's kind of like a, a little story, but basically, 
we one one of the days I, I don't remember what happened or what triggered it, but basically a bunch of us hopped into a voice channel and we all had different Microsoft products as our profile pictures. So like one of us is like Microsoft PowerPoint, Microsoft Excel, and like there's like 50 of us in this this channel. And so we were like, we're just chilling and vibing, and we were just listening to Microsoft remixes on YouTube. And it was honestly one of the funniest things. Like someone was Bill Gates at one point. We even had a bunch of like uh, the other staff members from within Corsair join in and they were having a bunch of fun as well. And it was just an absolute blast. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. No problem. Uh, <laughs> okay, Mo, do you want to share um, share um, your, your big I did it moment? There's been like so many over the years, but I think one thing that kind of stands out to me is just the uh, the willingness of people wanting to help. You know, you, you put a, in server meta, you'll like to talk about a bot that you might want or need, and then the next day someone's made it, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> and then uh, it's just little things like that that just on, you know, you, you know, it's oh, it's not just me running this community. The the community are running the community. Okay. Um, so we're we're hitting three o'clock. So I'm gonna um, finish this off with one one short uh, one short question. So I just want to know what's one last piece of advice for someone who who might be a new server owner or just your your advice um, that you would give to yourself maybe when you first started creating a community or some, something short and, and sweet. Um, let's start with let's go back to Mo. Why don't why don't you start us off? Sure. Yeah. Um. I, I think. The main thing with making a server that's a place you'd want to be is just make it a place you'd want to be. You know, um, if you want a server that fits a specific niche, you know, has certain rules, has you make it that, and then people like-minded will join and and enjoy themselves. You you don't have to make it the biggest server ever. You don't have to make it the the most members, the most chatters. Just make it a place people want to go, and you'll make a community of people that. Happy to talk. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Okay, uh, uh, Tyler, do you want to share? Um, yeah. So when you're first starting out, definitely don't look at the numbers. Uh, try to grow as organically as you can. Uh, like getting a whole bunch of friends in there. Um, finding other people to kind of like do things with, uh, gaming or anything like that. Uh, just kind of like getting your server out there is probably the biggest way to kind of like start it growing um but you also want stuff that'll keep people there and not just kind of like join and leave join and leave that kind of thing right uh so definitely hosting events um giveaways anything like that uh just kind of like pulling people in just to be able to see hey like this community is actually really cool uh i want to stick around and maybe like play some games with them like that kind of stuff right yeah yeah for sure okay uh misa um there's, there's a lot of things I could say, but I feel like you, as the owner of the server, you really have to be there for the people that join. Um, even if, I, I I know it takes time, but you really have to invest that kind of time into engaging with members who check out your server so that um, it's a higher chance that they will stay because you become friends with them. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, Sky, do you want to... Um, end us up? Yeah, of course. Um, I would say keep your heart in the right place. Um, it's hard to remember that just because you are the head of your staff team and a community leader, you deserve to be heard and valued as a person just like anybody else would. 
Thank you. Okay. Um, so, so that's that. That marks the end of our our server owner panel. Thanks everyone for coming today. Um, and have have a nice rest of your day. Thank Bye. you very much, Yara, for inviting us. Thanks for hosting.